Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support. And once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Hope everyone uh, enjoyed their Mother's Day, um, celebrated their mom, or if you are a mom, I hope you were celebrated. Uh, One last shout out to all the moms out there. I know we have a lot who listen to the show. Uh, We're thankful for you. I'm thankful for my mom, and um, the world would not be a good place if it weren't for moms. So um, happy Mother's Day again. And I also want to say shout out to all of the graduates out there celebrating their graduation, if it's high school or college. Uh, this month, I'm, I know I'm going to be going to a few graduations and just celebrating uh, the people who have reached that milestone in their lives. Congrats to everyone out there. Um, and if you are a graduate, I hope you celebrate and uh, really take time to uh, cherish this moment because it, it is a big step for everyone. Shout out to my cousin, Boston Graham, um, and, and TJ as well. Both of you guys graduating, uh, from high school this month. I'm proud of you guys. And, uh, I celebrate and honor you. I want to start off by thanking all of our partners, our financial partners with the show. Those of you who support us financially, um, not just the show, but also the Katina's ministry, Uh, Thank you so much for your support and your generosity. And uh, I say this a lot, but I wouldn't be able to do this if it weren't for people like you who who give um, generously to my dad and his brother's ministry. So thank you for doing that. And if you'd like to become a partner, the best way for you to do that is to visit thekatinas.com. Click on the give button there and it'll take you to where you need to go. So that's that. And today's episode, I'm really excited for it. This is an episode that has almost happened a handful of times now, and it finally is happening today. We have a returning guest, my brother, Javon Johnson. Javon, thanks for being here, bro. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. Good Uh, to be back. Yes. So we were talking before it was, um, before we started recording, it was before your wedding, the last time you were here on the show. right before my wedding. So it's been uh, well over a year now. You and Kate celebrated your anniversary in March. Yeah, March 26th. Congratulations. You made it through the first year. (laughs) Yes, sir. Locked in. I'm sure we'll talk about that, uh, your first year. We'll talk about a lot of things that's been going on in your life since the last time you were on the show. Um, but since it has been so long since you've been here, I just want to give you a quick chance to introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us who you are, a little bit about yourself, and uh, I guess how you are connected to the Katina family. Uh, I am Javon Johnson. I am currently living in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, how I'm connected to the Katinas is my wife is Caitlin Katina, um, the eldest of all those cousins. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yes, Jervon is family and someone I've known for uh, quite a few years now. 
which is weird to say, um, but I'm thankful that you're here today, bro, and uh, glad we could finally get this worked out. Um, your first time on the show, I don't remember what I asked you, but I know <laughs> I asked you three questions yeah. as a first-time guest. Um, since you're a returning guest, I only have one question planned for today. Yes, sir. And so it's intentionally open-ended, and I w- want you to feel comfortable answering it however you'd like. Uh, but your question is this. What is going on at home? What is going on at home? Um, Like you said, a lot changed in the last year and a half. We just recently celebrated our one year. Um, since the last time, we also got a cat. <laughs> we have a fur baby now. Okay. Uh, her name is Bean, of <laughs> course. Uh, what else is going on at home? Um, you know, just living in Atlanta, just... just Enjoying life, living, working. Um, That's pretty much all that's going on right now. Uh, Let me ask you, so you just celebrated your first year anniversary. And I want to ask you, like, because when I was, like, getting ready to get married, you know, everybody has their advice or whatever and things that they want to share. And one thing I heard a lot was... The first year of marriage is the hardest. Mm. I, I kept hearing that. Mm. And um, maybe it was because I heard it so much, I was like really preparing mm-hmm. for, okay, well, this might be really yeah. the tough or whatever. Exactly. Um, but in my experience, like my first year of marriage with Alexis was amazing. Like mm-hmm. I, there was times where I was like, and if this isn't your experience, that's totally fine. But oh, no. for me, there was times where it was like, man, this is honestly way easier than I thought it for was sure. going to be. For but sure. I want to ask you, like, that first year, obviously there's challenges and it's a huge adjustment. But, like, overall, would you say it was tough? Would you say it was easy or somewhere in between? How, how would you say it was? Um, I think our situation is a little bit different because we dated for about six, seven years before we got married. Um, So just coming into it, we already knew like how to get on each other's nerves or what the other one doesn't like and stuff like that. So it's like coming into it, we already knew um, what not to do. Mm -hmm. So um, I think the, I think the year, I think this might've been our best year as far as being together. Like it was my, our, my favorite year Mm. personally. Um, just cause, you know, we set that foundation of, um, you know, where we, what we envision our lives to be sure. together. Um, like we, we, we already did that before we got married. So, um, just stepping into marriage was the easy part at the end of the day for me. Um, obviously we did have some bumps and bumps and bruises and stuff like that. Just communication wise, sure. just, I feel like communication was probably our only issue. Mm. Um, just breaking that communication barrier because, you know, I come from a family where we don't really, like, express how we feel and sure. in the moment and stuff like that. So just for me, um, like, learning how to do that and express how I'm feeling in the moment and not, you know, lash out in any other way. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like, I feel like this is our best, one of our best years for sure. Oh, that's awesome. I So a couple of weeks ago, actually, I had a guest on the show, Miss Laura Helton, who um, her and her husband uh, did the premarital counseling mm-hmm. for for me and Alexis, and she, she's someone who knows a lot about marriage. And I, one of the questions I asked her was, 
um, why, what she thinks like the purpose of marriage is. Mm -hmm. And I would like, I'd love to hear your perspective because you and Caitlin were together for a long time. Mm -hmm. You said six years, seven years? Seven years for sure. It'll be 10 years total together in in May. That's crazy. So you guys dated for, I think what a lot of people would think is a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And you probably knew, like, obviously you knew each other well. Like Mm -hmm. you said, you knew what buttons not to push and all that. And I'm sure Kate uh, feels the same. I do want to ask, though, being in a relationship with Kate as long as you were and then getting married, like, was there, did you feel like, what changed about your relationship from dating to marriage, if anything? Like, do you feel like there was a change in the relationship once you guys said your vows and put the rings on and all that? Um, That's a good question. I feel like... Me personally, I had to, I became, I, I feel like it was a, it was a switch, but not really a switch, but I feel like as soon as you get married, it's like the pressure's on, like yeah. it's, it's, it's go time now, you're in the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like, like I said, before we got married, we could, I feel like we could just do like what we wanted to do, sure. like whether it's game all day right. and stuff like yeah. that. But I feel like once you get married, you got to put her feelings in the mix. Mm. You can't just, oh, I've been doing this for so long, so this is what I'm going to do. You got to be open, and uh, I feel like that's what I've been working on or we've been working on together. Um, That's pretty much the only thing that's changed. Um, Like I said, we've been there. We've been there almost 10 years yeah it is though marriage is just like a different level of commitment Mm -hmm. and uh in some ways sacrifice and i think that's interesting i I was curious to ask you that like because it's not like you guys i know i've known people who they've gotten married to someone and they haven't even known them for a year Mm -hmm. and so they're still like getting to know Mm -hmm. each other like there's stuff you, you can't I I know that there's there's great love stories out there, but there's no way you can know a person yeah. well in less than a year, at least in my opinion. Definitely not on like an intimate level of being married, but when you've been dating someone for as long as you were dating Kate, like how old were you when you and Kate met? Uh, we met. All right, I'll give you the real story. <laughs> we met when we were. 18, 19. You know what? I've heard this story, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's the real story. I don't want to come on here and tell a (laughs) lie. (laughs) Like 18, 19. Mm -hmm. Um, Then she, uh, we went our separate ways. Mm -hmm. I didn't really, we didn't know each other. Um, Then she ended up coming to Lee. So, yeah. um, Technically 18, but really like 20. Okay. So you guys were young and like, if you're older than 20, you know that a lot changes about a person from 20 to exactly. 21, 22, 25. Now you guys are, Kate's Kate's pushing 30, bro, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, we, we, we spent our whole 20s together. So that's yeah, good. so you guys have seen each other grow mm-hmm. and change. And I say all this to say, like, getting to know each other was not like a, 
I don't expect that that was like a thing you guys were doing a lot of in your first year of marriage. Like you knew Kate, Kate Mm -hmm. knew you, but there still was a a change for you in like your guys's relationship. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like for me, marriage has challenged, like I, I, I totally get what you, what you said when like the level of how much you put Kate's feelings into consideration, mm-hmm. it changes. For and sure. like, uh, I think that there's been things in my life that have changed from being married to Alexis that it's like there were certain things before getting married that were not important to me, mm-hmm. honestly. And to be t- like totally vulnerable, they're still not that important to me, but because they're important to Alexis, <laughs> they gotta be important. They're, they're important to me exactly. now. And I'm sure Alexis and Kate probably feel the same way. For sure. I don't know. The marriage thing, it, it just changed. It's a change in dynamic. And so yeah. it's interesting to hear that from you. But because uh, I think your perspective is unique, just dating Kate as long as you guys did. And For then, sure. Yeah. Well, um, all right. So the marriage is going well. You guys are still married. Praise God. Still married. Still going <laughs> um, strong. Living in Atlanta. You're not from Atlanta, right? Not from Atlanta. From Chattanooga, Tennessee. What drew you to Atlanta? Work. Work. Yeah. Like living in Chattanooga, it's like an hour and a half from Atlanta. So mm-hmm. growing up there, you would go to Atlanta maybe on the weekends or something like that just to go shop or something. Sure. So we frequented Atlanta when I was younger, but... Um, I never thought I would be living in Atlanta, to be honest. Yeah. At- Atlanta is definitely not Chattanooga. It's a, <laughs> it's a very it's different a, It's vibe a different and, world. It's yeah. a whole different world. I want to ask you, like, living away from home and, like, if you live in, if you grew up in the South, Atlanta was, like, the big city. Mm-hmm, uh, sure. Especially, I, I guess, if you grew up in Tennessee, you, Nashville is growing or whatever, but yeah. Atlanta has always been kind of our version of like New York or LA or whatever. Um, How do you enjoy city life? And do you see yourself as like, oh, Atlanta's my home. Like this is, this is home base now. Or or do you feel like you're keeping your options open? Yeah, I'm going to keep my options Mm -hmm. open for sure. I love Atlanta. Um, I never thought I would just because it was so fast paced, so much traffic. Mm -hmm. Um, But you, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can't do in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, like there's always something going on. The lights are always on in the mm-hmm. city. Um, but yeah, I don't feel. I mean, it sucks just because y'all, uh, her family's four hours away, mm-hmm. and mine is an hour and a half. And it just, I just, we just, we're down there by ourselves. So um, I'm keeping my options open. Um, we would like to be closer to family, mm. obviously, before we start having kids. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm going to keep my options open. But I do love Atlanta, though, yeah. for sure. Let me ask you this. Alexis would want me to ask this because, well, she's from Atlanta, sort of, so she probably <laughs> knows the answer. But um, my wife is like a foodie. She loves mm. restaurants and all that stuff. Is there, for anyone out there listening, is there a place that they should go to eat if they visit Atlanta? Oh, man, it's so many. Like I said, so we've been trying to do, we've been in Atlanta for two years now. We've been trying to do um, not the same restaurant the whole year. Yeah. So we've been oh, wow. eating a lot, okay. eat, eating out a lot. Um, little Trouble is a place in Atlanta. It's like Asian food, okay. but it's like a little twist on it. Little Trouble? Yeah. That's what it's called? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so fire. All right. It's in Midtown. It's It's just like... 
it's Asian food, but it's like a twist. It has like these little, uh, it's called bowls or something like that. It's like a cheeseburger and it's like a tortilla wrapped in it. And this is Asian food? Yeah. Look, I don't I don't like trying new stuff, uh-huh. but I tried it. It was fire. That's all right. Little little, little trouble. trouble in Atlanta. Okay. I'll next time because Alexis's parents live uh, outside of Atlanta. Okay. So we're down there a few times a year, probably. Yeah, yeah. Braves get your Braves game. Yeah, we went to a Braves game recently. Um Two weeks ago, maybe. Have you been? Do you go to Braves games? Yeah, I go to a couple. I've been to a couple. Um, I took my granddad to see the Yankees. Oh, cool! Day at last year, so he loved that. Were you? Uh, did you play baseball growing up? When I was a kid, a okay. little kid, I never, I never played like middle school, high school. We like was baseball. Let me ask this: Was like were baseball games on the TV in your house growing up? No, no. When I went to my grandparents, it was yeah. Okay, so but, your grandparents were mm-hmm, baseball people for sure. Yeah, I think that's a trend <laughs> for a lot of people. Man, my, I wish I would have stuck with it. To be honest, yeah. Oh my god, my uh, so my grandpa on my mom's side, he my mom's from Washington State, and mm-hmm. so he's a Seattle Mariners fan. Mm-hmm. Like my whole life, always been a big Mariners fan, and. Like he was the guy, so it, it's I didn't really grow. I grew up playing baseball, but not watching baseball. Mm-hmm. But whenever I would visit my grandparents on my mom's side, they had like a shed where it was like their garage slash work shed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he had this AM radio, and he would listen to games on the radio. Mm, yeah. Like they had a TV. Yeah. But the, I don't Just know. That is, I'm gonna keep it OG. I'm yeah. listening on the radio. That's what my granddad does too. It's funny to me how like. Um, or maybe funny is not the word. It's interesting how the it seems like baseball obviously had like its uh, its market was like that generation, like mm, when they were sure. And now I don't know if you know like about all the rule changes that baseball is going mm. through right now. They, I'm not an expert on it. I do know the like the big thing is they have like a pitch clock now. Really, um, like a shot clock at the free throw line. Basically, yeah, wow. and it's literally just to make the games faster, faster. and more compatible with TV. Like, yeah, it'll um, be on TV a long time. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I, it was not abnormal for baseball games to be like four, four and a half hours. Couldn't do it. Um, but now I think like the average baseball game is like two and a half to three. It's apparently changed the game, and like the OG fans don't like it, obviously, because no one likes change, but. I think baseball is working really hard to like try and bring in younger fans, like trying um, to market their players. To it's tough because yeah, it's baseball at the end of the day, right? So like, how are you gonna speed up a pitcher, right? So, so I'm sure, like me, you've been watching the NBA playoffs, which yes, sir. I feel like our generation, like base or sorry, basketball is like. A, it's a cool young sport right mm-hmm. now. It's always been big, but for sure. it feels like basketball is deep into the culture, especially mm-hmm. for young people right for now. Sure. How have you enjoyed the playoffs so far? You know, it's a weird year for the NBA. New York is in the second round right mm-hmm. now, which is super weird. Nuggets are absolutely destroying every team that yeah. comes across. Man, it's uh, but those Lakers though. I, <laughs> let's talk about those Lakers. Let me man. start real quick before we get to the Lakers. Did you watch the Nuggets game last night by chance? Yeah, I watched the Nuggets game. It, it, Phoenix is just they they're just not ready, man. So, 
destroyed. I, I'm what you would call a Devin Booker hater. Okay. And I, uh, we, we had like this text thread with all the uncles and cousins and, uh, I texted last night. I really enjoy watching Devin Booker lose, but this was the second year in a row where facing elimination, Devin Booker, like just didn't, didn't show, show up, up and the King or the Suns got mopped off the floor. And I'm trying to like look at it objectively with the whole Devin Booker thing. But in your opinion, like a guy like Booker, who obviously is one of the better scorers in the For league sure. right now, and they brought in Kevin Durant, who's been he's one of the best scorers ever. ever and yeah. but for some reason, like that team, Booker, I think is in his seventh or eighth year, and mm-hmm. he's still he just can't get over the hump. What do you think? Do you think it like for some guys, it's just like it's just not destined to be, or do you, do you think that there's, that's a problem that can be fixed with uh, in Phoenix? They didn't read the script this year, man. <laughs> they didn't read the script. Nah, I feel like Devin Booker, he, he did way better than last year. He was the leading scorer in the playoffs, this mm-hmm. whole, whole playoffs. So yeah. he definitely put his best foot forward. I thought when they had Durant, it was going to be a, uh, easy, easy sweep to the Western Conference Finals. Chris Paul, I mean, he's hurt again, mm-hmm. of course. CP, so I don't think it's ever going to happen. It's time for him. for him to wrap it up. Yeah. If he wasn't able to do it with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, it's just, it's not yeah. that's it's not destined to be. Yeah, it's not destined to be. But yeah, man, now they saying they shopping shopping everybody around. Yeah. They're trying to trade everybody. So we'll see. Maybe next year. Yeah, and to. Th- in defense of the Suns, Denver's really good. Denver is yeah. crazy good. Yeah. They just play weird. Mm-hmm. Like they have a weird play style. I think it's because their best player is weird. Weird, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I've never seen a player who plays like Jokic. Oh my God. Fifty? Mm-hmm. Like he's playing fifty. He's barely jumping off the off the floor. Like he's barely jumping and getting easy layups. And wasn't uh correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't he like the last pick of the draft when he got drafted. It was or very late. 59. I think he was, yeah, he was a very late draft pick. I've literally seen this clip of when he got drafted. Yeah. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. Like, there was a, literally a Taco Bell commercial going on on ESPN when he got picked. Like, really? it's a Taco Bell commercial, so and then at the bottom it says Denver Nuggets select Nikola Jokic. That's how late it was. Like, they weren't even, but he's fun to watch. Um, very unique player. Um, Crafty. And if we're lucky, the Lakers will be facing off with him in the Western Conference Finals. I don't want to get ahead of myself because (laughs) this this could be really bad or really good. This episode will come out after, in a few hours, they're playing Game 6 against Golden State. Yes, sir. Hopefully they win tonight. If not, then the Game 7's on Sunday. It's a closeout game, baby. But hopefully we win tonight. Let me ask you. What are your thoughts on this Lakers season as a whole, first of all? As a whole, I mm-hmm. feel like in the beginning it was very good. Then they got to a rough patch. Then they brought in a lot of pieces mm-hmm. that helped out. I just feel like the Lakers, has the they have the pieces. I just feel like Anthony Davis is just it's just a hit or miss. Yeah. Like one day he'll come out and go for 40 and 20, and then next day he'll have 13 points. I feel like this season has been one of the more unique seasons to be a fan, like a Laker mm-hmm. fan 
because at the beginning of the season, like to now, our roster is like completely different. Different, yeah. Like, and I don't know what your expectations were for the season going in, but for me, I they weren't great. Like, no. Russell Westbrook on your team is not going to be a good season. Yeah, it's it sad to me because yeah. I like I actually like Russ. I like him too. Not but on my I was team, like, though. as long as he's on the roster, our ceiling is very low. Yeah, it's not great. But we made a lot of moves at the trade deadline. Westbrook is no longer on the team. Pat Bev's gone. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Nunn, Juan Toscano Anderson, all these guys that. JTA, yeah, that's my man. Completely different roster now, and we find ourselves one win away from the conference finals, which is crazy to me. I think we were at the trade deadline. We were the 13th seed in the West. Yeah, and now we're a win away from the conference finals. What are you? What are your expectations for tonight's game? Oh, it's an easy game. <laughs> easy game. Easy easy game. Oh, man. LeBron, I hope we win, bro. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron triple-double. Mm. Anthony Davis double-double. We close him out. Steph Curry's not going to shoot that great tonight. Mm. Clay Thompson, eh, he might. It's still going to be a closeout game. Draymond Green is going to hit three points maybe. Just from, like, the story side of things, I do love this series because – Obviously, the Golden State Warriors have been dominant for, like, close to 10 years now. And they essentially were built back in 2015, 2014 to beat LeBron James. Mm -hmm. For sure. And then, obviously, 2016, LeBron and the Cavs Mm -hmm. come back down Mm 3-1 in the finals, beat the Warriors. After that, they signed Kevin Durant. That's all she wrote. Exactly. Um, That's all they needed. And... But it's amazing to me that after all these years now, so that was back in 2016, they won their first ring in 15. Mm-hmm. In 2023, it's still LeBron versus the Warriors. And Crazy. I think if the Warriors were to lose tonight or lose the series um, in game seven, there's going to be a lot of questions as to is this the end of the dynasty? Because I believe Clay and Draymond both have like player options. Play options yeah. yeah. Um, Steph Curry's thirty five, and he still looks great. But he still, he, I don't know. They they showing clips of him getting tired now. Yeah, they, but it, it's just all everything comes to an end eventually. And I think it might, if the Lakers can do this, if LeBron can can win the series, I think it would be a really. It's just an interesting story that after all these years later, they built up to beat LeBron, and then LeBron was the one who brought him down twice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Warriors, I think their time is over, man. Mm. I feel like everybody's getting older. They're not really worried about winning like they used to. I mean, think about the beginning of the season, Draymond punching Jordan Poole. Like, yeah. Like, it, Draymond is just, he's a cancer to that team now. Well, and it's weird, too, because, like, last year, the Warriors won the finals, obviously, and Jordan Poole was like the darling of mm-hmm. that team. Like he was the guy who came out of nowhere, exactly. and now he's like a huge part of the team. I think he was like a fan favorite, and now a year later, it seems like the the atmosphere around Jordan Poole has changed a yeah. lot from his teammates and the fans. 
it's just crazy how much can change in a year because yeah, now I mean, it's like he can't play. He can't. They it, can't get him on the floor. It's mental now at this mm-hmm. point. I feel like he's still that same player. But once you get in your head on the court, it's, it's not going to translate. Yeah. No matter how good you are, if you're in your head, if you're not like – if you don't got like a good surrounding with mm-hmm. you, then it's not going to be good, man. So Yeah. Let me ask you this because I'm assuming you've been a Laker fan since you were young. Yes, sir. Like me. And – um, being a Laker fan, like I learned to be a Laker fan from my dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you became a Laker fan. Was it from your dad or? Nah, I just, uh, me and one of my good friends, uh, CJ, we were just, well, we was playing basketball course back then and just Kobe was just okay demolishing the league. And cool. we just tried to mirror our games just like him and we just fell in love with the Lakers back All right. then. Just well, like that. I I like this is one of the things I love about sports, especially like being a fan of sports, is that um, I do feel like for me, sports has been a way for me to uh, it's been a glue in some of the relationships in my life, like especially with my dad and my uncles, just because we shared the Lakers. Mm -hmm. And I don't know you and your friend CJ. Is he a Laker fan or a Kobe fan? Laker fan. Okay. And I, I'm i sure you have other Laker fans in your For life sure. or whatever. But to explain, because I know there's probably people out there listening who are like, are these guys going to stop talking about basketball already? <laughs> but um, what is it about like being a fan of a team, whether it be the Lakers or, or anybody else that like... How has it? How has that been a glue for you in different relationships that you've had? Uh, kind of just like you said, um, just like that family aspect, just having that bond over just a team that can be really good or really bad. Yeah. It don't matter. Y'all still got that in common. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just I just love that camaraderie around it. Even mm-hmm. though like that's the that's one of the biggest things I miss about actually playing is just the camaraderie and. Yeah. All, all everybody going for just one goal and mm. that's just the win yeah i uh one of my favorite like one of the things that got me through like the end of kobe's career and like the first year or two afterwards when the lakers were awful was my favorite thing to do was to t- tell my dad and my uncles how much i hated the the lakers no right way <laughs> not like i just hated watching them because yeah. i would stay up late bro oh, if you're I know there's a lot of people on the West Coast who watch this, but here in the Central Time Zone, Laker the Laker game tonight comes on at 9 p.m. So I'll be up till at least midnight, mm-hmm. win or lose. And there was years and years where it was a lot of losing. Exactly. <laughs> and I was staying up late, and I would be so mad. So sick. I would just I don't know. Even when we were losing, I still it just gave me something to talk about. For sure. With man the. Ryan Kelly's so bad, or Ramon said, I don't know, players that. Oh my you've God. Never heard you of. never, yeah, Ronnie but, Turioff. But we passionately be passionate about these players and want them to be good, and they weren't. And, for sure. But I don't know. All right. Thank you for talk, talking about basketball oh, with me, no bro. Problem, no problem. You got any more takes you want to throw out before we move on? The Lakers in six. Okay. Then Lakers in six again against the Nuggets. And then we go into the chip. Who's a. Uh, Who's your pick to come out of the East? Man, I don't know. I like the Celtics, but mm. they having a hard time with Joel. But 
We'll see game seven in Boston. That's tomorrow, right? Yeah. yeah. Game seven in Boston. I would love, I hate the Celtics, but Obviously. I would love a Lakers Celtics Oh finals. my God. I think I that's what they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, okay, last, last question. <laughs> do you think it's real that like the NBA manipulates uh, games or playoff series to get like a certain outcome? Listen, you're talking to a number one conspiracy theorist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, it is 100% so? rigged. 100% rigged. Interesting. Everything is rigged. Wow. NFL, NBA, it's all rigged. LeBron bring in too much money. Like, mm-hmm. let's just be honest. LeBron bring in too much money, and then it's going to be Lakers, Celtics, then, hey. The the league would love Lakers Celtics. Oh my god! Dude. I know the league's loving Lakers Warriors. Exactly. I feel like the that's the only thing they're talking about. Yeah, LeBron and Steph. I mean, it's the story writes itself. It's like this, but all right, I disagree with you, but we don't have to get into it. <laughs> but how much time we got left? Oh, we got time. Let me ask you about because um, one thing you mentioned was living in Atlanta. Obviously, you enjoy certain parts of it. Um, another a part of it that maybe you don't love so much is being away from f- your family. Yeah. And I think, you know, growing up, I always knew, and I know Caitlin probably knew this too, is that I needed to marry somebody who understood how important family was. Yeah. Because if that, if we couldn't relate on that level, it, it just, that would have been an issue. For sure. Um, and so... I know you're someone who loves your family and loves our family. Um, what is it about like being away from family? What is it that you miss the most? Oh man, thing. I mean, we talk about this all the time. Just like just being able to say, "Hey, you want to go grab lunch, or you want to go watch a game, or something like yeah. that." Just just having them close. Um, just to hang out, you mm-hmm. know. We get back to Atlanta. It's just me and her. Yeah. Um, we do got Dylan and Grace. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. Um, but yeah, just the just the closeness and just just that family aspect. We can't do every day like we usually do. Yeah. I sometimes so me for for myself like I live ten minutes from the house I grew up mm-hmm. in, and my parents are still there. And that's a huge blessing for me and Alexis. And I do feel like there's a sense of um, maybe security or stability that comes from like knowing that, oh, my family is there. They're here and they're close by. For sure. But I do wonder for myself sometimes, like, is there a certain um, lesson that I'm not able to learn or like... um, a challenge that I haven't gone through that could help me grow as a person from like mm-hmm. being away from my family. Cause I did college. I I was away from home for college, but I also like Caitlin was there and you yeah, were there exactly. and Jackson and Dylan and even Callie for a time. And I don't know. I, I feel like I've never really fully experienced what it's like to like not have that st- that safety, safety that, that, yeah. that family brings. Do you feel like there is a level of growth that you've seen from um, being away from family? And if so, like where, in what ways would you say? Yeah. I mean, I mean, once you leave that nest, it's, it's you on your own. You mm-hmm. got to get it yourself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just feel like from that aspect, you kind of like, you can't just run to mommy's house and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. 
even though as many times as you want to. Um, but yeah, especially like living in Atlanta, you gotta it just make you it, it just makes you feel like you're a, a grown adult, like mm-hmm. you're really out here by yourself, yeah. like and trying to make a way for yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's a. I think it's one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately. Is just like that there are different seasons in mm-hmm. life, and that. You know, I couldn't guarantee you where I'm going to be a year from now or five years or 10 years. And so I'm trying to cherish where I'm at right now and also understand that there's going to be times where maybe one day I won't be close to family and I'll have to grow through that and um, I'll have the opportunity to grow through that. And I think the season that you and Kate are in right now, however long it lasts, I definitely see... I just think it's important to see to be thankful for the good things and also see the challenges as opportunities to grow, which I know you guys do. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. One more thing I want to talk to you about before we get out of here. Um, I occasionally like to s- swipe on my phone on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And... Every once in a while, I'll see your face on there, <laughs> and you'll be live streaming on TikTok. Explain to me, like, um, why? Well, let me ask you why do you why do you live stream? Uh, I just live stream just because it's just fun. Like, mm. just playing. First off, playing video games for me has been something I've been doing all my life. Yeah. Ever since I was little, I always had a, some kind of video game system, um, and. Another thing I like to do is watch people play the game for yeah. some reason. It's just entertaining. Um, so I play the game all the time. Might as well stream yeah. it, you know? I think that's so interesting because I feel like the whole streaming thing, I don't know, maybe it's probably been going on longer than I knew about mm-hmm. it, but I do feel like there was like a switch in mm-hmm. the culture, sure. I don't know, five, six years ago, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden it was like, these video game streamers started becoming like nor like household names, at least for like people in our generation. Exactly. And I want to ask you because I've honestly fully, can't fully explain it, but like, why do you think people who stream themselves playing video games <laughs> are able to amass such large audiences? Man, it's it's literally just entertaining. Mm. It's not really. Like the video game itself is really just entertaining. Yeah. If you can entertain people, people kind of connect to that. And if they play video games, they kind of connect with that as well. Gaming is like, it's, it's just a, it's a very big community. And then like for years, it's been like, oh, you're a nerd. If you yeah. play as many video games, you're not really cool. Now it's just like, you're cool. If you, yeah. You're not cool if you don't play video it's games. It's weird how that switch has happened. Oh my goodness. Now people are just like the faces of games. And mm-hmm. like, if you see a game, you think of that person playing it, you yeah. know? So, yeah. So, uh, like, for me, what introduced me to like video, video game streaming was Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Those were like the first streamers exactly. that I like heard yeah. of. And like Ninja mm-hmm. was... I still feel like it was a huge moment in culture when um, Ninja, for those of you who don't know, is a he streams video games. And there was a time where he had Drake mm-hmm. and I think it was Juju Smith. Yeah, some basketball and, players, football players. Yeah, but he had like these huge pop star, mm-hmm. mega star people online with him playing video games and was streaming it. From that moment on, I was like, oh, wow, this is... 
ninja is cool. cool. Like yeah. I became a ninja fan because of that. Yeah. But um, and I feel like Ninja was like kind of the guy for he streaming. Was the man is he still? Because I don't. He's still big. Like the little kids love him. He's okay. Still, he's still Ninja for sure. He's just not as like mainstream. He, he literally got like a deal with Adidas. Oh my god. Yeah. How does a streamer yeah. get a sneaker deal? It's crazy. Are there uh is there names out there today that are like newer newer guys, but like they're on the top? Like who would you say is like the king of streaming right now? King of streaming I or mean, queen? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's still. I mean. Swag is still up there. Okay. Nick Merckx. Nick Merckx is still Nick okay. Merckx. I love to Nick Merckx. The probably the goat is probably Doctor Disrespect. Though. Okay. Doctor Disrespect is he's on another level. And okay, he's been doing it for a long time. A long right? time. He's old. He's, like he's way older. before it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got this whole persona he just put on and just yeah he's the guy. He uh. I forget what it was. I feel like it was an NBA game one time where Dr. <laughs> Disrespect showed up. With his, his whole fit. Yeah, he was wearing... So if you don't know this guy, he wears like a fake mustache and he's always wearing sunglasses. Mm, and Does he still wig. have the mullet the or mullet whatever? Wig, yeah. yeah. It's so weird. It's, I don't I don't even know what he looks like. He's in, in real... Oh, you haven't seen his face in no. real? No. Is uh, it he, different? He's, he's been doing face reveals. Yeah, you wouldn't know okay. him if you see him. He's like, oh, really? He's like 6'6", six, six, though. He's like really? a 6'6", six, six big guy. That's like, crazy. It's so crazy. But yeah. it, it's so weird to me that now that's like a an industry. I'm curious, like, what's the next thing going to be? Exactly. Because I don't, I would not have predicted it 10 years ago that like video games would be cool. And like, you're going to know people's names who all they do is play video games. Man, if I would have known this, I would have been recording myself <laughs> right? years ago. I, that's all I do is play video games. So. You know who... Um, I believe started out like making video game content was Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now he's he is on another level. Now he's the biggest, I believe, the biggest channel yeah, on YouTube. The biggest, yeah. yeah, YouTuber. And he, he started off just, I think he was making like Minecraft videos and really? stuff, okay, or yeah, Modern see. Warfare stuff. Really, that was like I didn't how. Know that. That was how he started on YouTube. All those videos are still on his channel. Really? Yeah. They're horrible. <laughs> and he's like... Bad quality. He's like a, this 14-year-old kid just playing video games on YouTube or whatever. I don't think he was even live streaming. He was just recording and then posting them no afterwards. No way. That's how he started. He's a multi-millionaire. Yeah. It's crazy. Man. It is crazy. I think um, that is... It, it's weird that like when we were kids... Everyone did the thing when you're in kindergarten or whatever. Like, what they asked you, what do you want to be when you grow mm -hmm. up? And your, your, my answer was probably like a, a football player, or a <laughs> yeah. basketball player, yeah. or. Um, mm. But now I've seen videos where if you ask kids today, what do you want to be when you grow up? They'll say a YouTuber, no way, or a Twitch streamer. Or, that is crazy. It's so weird, and I feel like. When they're our age and people ask kids at that time, the answer will probably be different. Yeah, we don't even sure. know what it is. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think that. It's wild. Back in the day, it was like a fireman or a police officer. Right. Yeah. Now it's a Twitch streamer. I think I, uh, I think there's a, my mom probably has it, this old, um, it was like a picture of me when I was in kindergarten and mm -hmm. I wrote what I want to be when I grew yeah. up. And I think I wrote an astronaut. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work out. Yeah. What would you have written when you were five years old? Uh, probably a basketball player. Yeah. That was literally all I was doing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's probably what I wrote. That's Basketball cool. player, man. Well, if you were a kid today, you would have wrote, I want to be gamer. a Twitch streamer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, bro, um, thank you, man, for being here. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get off? No, nah, I mean, what, you pretty much covered it. When's I mean, baby, when's the baby on the way? For my baby? Yes, sir. Oh, I don't have a baby. <laughs> yes, sir. Baby. It's time. You no, on day. No, I, I'm glad you did bring that up because there is a chance that Eli could be a father by the time this, oh, yeah, this episode yeah, comes out. Yeah, for sure. They're expecting um, the birth of their son end of this month. So, yes, sir. But I get, we're kind of on call now, just waiting. Yeah. I'm excited. Big Josiah. I got him his first pair of Jordans. Let's go. Yeah. What about you? You got Is that in the works, or do you want to not talk about it? Or Nah, we can talk about it. Uh it's in the works. Yeah. It's in the works. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. But uh, we need our grandparents to move to Atlanta. Uh, okay. As soon as the yeah. grandparents move, that's what. There. Yeah. So Eli and Amelia, both their parents live here in the area. Exactly. And Eli has already, the baby's not even here yet. And he's already said, I'm so glad his grandparents are, oh are close goodness. by. So I don't know how we going. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how people do it. Yeah. Hey, bro, just come up here, man. You got man. Not only Kate's parents, but you got multiple grandparents exactly. here. Everybody. Yeah, I'm sure your parents would like you guys back in, in Chattanooga too. But Yeah. Well, that's exciting, bro. Maybe next time um, we'll next have time. A, a fun story to tell. Next time I'll be expecting. <laughs> yeah. God willing. All right, bro. Well, thank you so much for being here, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. We'll do this again. Yes, it sir. won't be a year. No, I can't time. make it a year. Yeah. To those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.